This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor, where those who think outside the box can create unique football bets from a combination of markets. Create your best bet with the innovative BetVictor Bet Builder. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. What a bully! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently! And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end! Burnley win the next ball. It's Rory now. On the outside, he's oh, He's got it! Ashley Barnes with it! What a cross from Rory! And there was Ashley Barnes! And Burnley leading the Derby! Quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Can Burnley get a goal here? Back for Brownell. Saved by the keeper. That is magnificent. They deserve that. And he's on the outside, comes inside, comes up a shot, and a goal! Manuel Benson once more! That is top class! Burnley have done it! Fantastic! 
fantastic. Clarence deserved the championship title. They've been the best side throughout the campaign. Burnley have won the second tier. What a fantastic achievement. The players have been magnificent. Good evening. Welcome to the Turfcast Live. I am your host for the evening, Nathan. Uh, I'm Nathan. I caught that right up there. And I am joined by a YouTube sensation, footballer, entrepreneur, and the People's Burnley fan. It's Liam Waddington, aka Vizzy. How are you doing, my friend? Very kind words. Thank you very much. Appreciate <laughs> it, man. How are you doing? I'm very good. I'm very good. Absolutely butchered that intro, but is what it is. Is what it is. No one so, cares. Um... Not Sky Sports. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, tonight we're just going to chat about all things Genk, uh, a bit of a, a Euro trip for the for the Clarets this pre-season. Uh, we'll probably dip into some events that happened or might not have happened at Genk, but we'll get there and then we'll probably wrap it with a bit of, a, bit of transfer, transfer news. So um, first of all, where can everyone find you, which I doubt everybody will probably already know where to find you, but for those one or two in the chat that don't, where can they find you? What, what are you up to these days? I can't be bigger than Jesus. Come on. Um, <laughs> just um, on Twitter, you may have probably seen me enough times on there. I presume on the hashtag um, at official visa and yep. visa as well on YouTube, kind of football investigations, yeah. stuff like that. We don't do FIFA stuff anymore. I don't play FIFA. Yeah. I don't like it anymore. So that's where you can find me. And always busy, always busy. Um, yeah. And looking forward to seeing the Clavets play again very soon. As we got yeah. uh, we got Benfica tomorrow, which um, we do. is a, we a do. lovely change from the the Shrewsbury of the last <laughs> season. And um, I know. So looking I forward know. to yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's um it's something I said last week that if I was like five or six years younger, no kid, not my, you know not married, a bit more cash in the pocket, this would have been like the perfect summer. I'd have been everywhere. And it's just uh, is what it is. I was watch from home. So thankfully, they've just announced a stream to for tomorrow night on uh, the club. Twitter that you can uh, grab a, a ticket for watching the game. So I'll check that out tomorrow against Benfica. Um, as well, I want to say happy belated birthday to you, Liam, 25, smashing it. And yeah, I'd man, also... You're <laughs> old. Wait till you get to over 30. Then it starts feeling old. <laughs> and also want to say a massive congratulations as well to Turfcast favourite and regular um, appearance maker, Neil Layfield, who's just had a baby girl this week um so congratulations to them and their family so i saw first that i was we'll start... saying that before you got to yeah. it actually because i saw his tweet so congrats pal. Yeah. absolutely made the most out of it <laughs> he's putting the he's putting the chat already it's four days in and he's uh, absolutely exhausted and i would i would say it gets easier but uh you've probably got a few more <laughs> few more years of it yet mate <laughs> i'm two years in nearly and uh yeah no more sleep not enough sleep so right genk away then was it a bit of a throwback? Bit of did it get the nostalgia vibes going about being back in Europe again? Did it feel like that, or did it just feel like a little preseason trip? Mm, it, it felt a bit more leisurely yeah. then. Yeah, I, I mean, I went to Aberdeen and Athens. I didn't go to Istanbul mm. um, as I just had no money at the time to go both <laughs> yeah. of them. Um, but it was a lot leisurely. Um, a good you know, amount of carrots went over. I think it was like two fifty, three hundred. Um, mm. The only kind of unfortunate thing because of the location of getting people flying from many different airports, flying yeah. to and going to different accommodations. So like Hasselt was a place that um, I stayed at with a few clients, about 15, mm. 10 of us. Then there was some over in like in Genk itself or Brussels. So a bit of a missed one, but everyone got to the square on the same day and we all kind yeah. of 
found ourselves eventually. You just got to just follow the Claret shirt yeah. or follow the noise, really. So, yeah. yeah, it was a good day, good weather, and good. Um, a bit expensive. I, I was quite surprised by how expensive Belgium was, but um, really? a lovely place, great nature. Yeah. I think people enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was there not so long ago for... Um... My one of my close friends stag dues him, but we went to Brussels, um, and I, I sort of expected to pay city prices, and it wasn't too bad actually. The the beer was good, the people were nice, it was very clean, and there was a strong sort of like footballing culture there. As always, you notice we saw a lot, a lot, a lot of um, like classic football shirt shops and stuff in the city centre, which was which was quite nice. Um, absolutely, yeah, but very football so it, culture over there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, so it, it looked good. The atmosphere looked good. So there's a good feeling. What was the mix of fans that went young and old? Or was it pretty young? Or was it a good spread? Um, very like family orientated. Yeah. I mean, of course, if you are going over to a, you know, go, going overseas for burn the game, especially a preseason, then you probably would be, I guess, a bit more. You, know, you got a bit more money to your name, I guess. So of course, yeah. there was a few young lads there, of course. But yeah. I say probably the majority were families with like little ones as yeah. well. They owed a lot, like the supporters' clubs groups. They were all there. Um, yeah, did a fantastic job organizing some coaches as well for, for, for the fans. So yeah, yeah, just like wasn't too many young people, but it was enough that they definitely yeah. made themselves very, um, very much heard. Um, yeah, it, it's a, it certainly looked like a good um, a good booze up to put it politely. I saw the. Uh, the singing and dancing at the front of the stand with the beer snake and um you know you, you could definitely hear the fans especially on the on the clip that the club put out where they did the sort of behind the scenes clip and on the match action on the match action shots you could only hear sort of the Burnley fans going for it so it was good yeah, to see it was good to see because you know of course overseas unlike England you can actually mm. have beers on a concourse and um, yeah. let's say that was very much utilized to its fullest extent <laughs> on that day i mean i'll be honest you know, don't 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 cut ahead too too far forward but yeah. there wasn't too much to really watch especially in that second half yeah. so i think some lads have said let's just, just have a beer and then yeah, i think most not? people paid attention to the to the beer snake that was uh, yeah. that was created then the match at times which Again, I can't really blame yeah. some fans because it was a, just a preseason yeah. kind of kick about at, you know, at some stages. Yeah. Well, like I said, I saw a few comments on the back of that video saying like, oh, embarrassing or like, watch the football. But I'm like, we go to football to have fun. If the football isn't fun to watch, make your own fun. You know, as long as it's all safe and legal and not, nobody gets hurt, make your own fun. And it looked like everyone was having a good time, which is all that mattered, I thought. So, um, so yeah, right, we'll move on to the game then. So... 2-0 defeat. Um, where, where, where do you want to start with it? What, what Was there any noticeable style changes? Was there any noticeable selections that you sort of thought that were a bit odd? Or did it seem a bit like, you know, carry on from last season sort of thing? Um, of course, I imagine that most people haven't seen it. I think there was a no. an Instagram live stream of, of some sort. But <laughs> yeah. I've been told that's it wasn't the greatest poor angle maybe just poor signal as it was a, a live stream from a from a, from a phone from a football stadium so it won't be that <laughs> yeah. good um fortunately i was there of course i was able to see it um for me you know the first 25 30 minutes i thought was really good yeah i thought we had a really good start despite conceding early on uh, in terms of how the actual game went in the first yeah. you know first first half of that first half i thought we were really good um i really felt like lyle foster looked very sharp very sharp compared to you know i know some people are maybe looking at him thinking that mm. you know like is he really gonna be 
really doing much this year, but I was quite impressed by him. Looked strong, yeah. looked uh, fast and responsive to any sort of pressure that came to him. And um, Zerori too. Zerori was fantastic. Again, in that first 25, 30 minutes, he was just having a laugh. Yeah. And just making an absolute mockery, mockery out of the left back at times. Megs him, I think, two, three times. And yeah. he looks really good. Um, and just really good in our press. Our high press was really spot yeah. on in that first 25. So when they tried to build up from the back, from the keeper, we pretty, we pretty much pinned them in their entire, mm. um, you know, in their entire, like, final, in their third. And it yeah. was really effective. And, of course, the goal that we conceded came from a, a transition. I think the ball went over the top towards Taylor's side, which just dinked over his head, crossing. And, um, of course, Trafford, his first game. And I was quite surprised to see that Trafford started mm. as he's been here for, like, two days or so. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in possession, he looked really good, composed. Yeah. Um, he did, I think, try to do a few sort of um, Hollywood passes at times. That he tried, right, like, okay. Thread the needle once or twice, and they got caught out. But from that first goal, crossing went to his far post and just kind of he just couldn't reach it. And then yeah. I think it was rolling to the net, and then Dakio cleared, but it wasn't cleared to the best extent. A bit scuffed mm. a little bit, and then he just kind of blasted it in, and that was the first goal. Yeah. But started off really well, and then just kind of faded off into yeah. the first half, and it kind of continued into the second really. Right. Okay. So, um, so you mentioned Lyle Foster at the beginning. So, do you think he's? I know it's hard. Again, it, we said this before we came on on air that it's hard to judge in a preseason the sort of ins and outs, especially so early on in the preseason. But do you think Lyle Foster looks a little bit of a different player? Do you think he's shaped up a bit differently? Do you think he's got a bit more of an understanding of what company wants, or do you still think it's a bit too early to to call it for him just yet? Um, depends on what he sees in Andouni. Uh, mm. I'm doing to be fair, depends how he sees him in that role. Uh, yeah. We played Scott Twine more as like a sort of second striker alongside him, which you know, he was, you know, nice, easy, like, you know, mm. his passes, he kept it nice and simple. Um, but he, you know, he worked hard, but I don't think I can see Twine starting, let's say, for City yeah. at all for first game of the year. Right. But with Foster, I felt like he was. You can notice him a lot more. His yeah. physicality, I felt like he really got stuck in and made himself you know, very well known. He had some speed, he could take a man on. And yeah, um, yeah I, I can. I would not be surprised if I see him start um, against yeah. City because I really was impressed by him. But of course, you know, good. we don't know exactly how good I'm doing yeah. for the years. He got played for about 10 minutes, but yeah, I, I could get into it later on. But I don't think he touched the ball more than once yeah. or twice. It was kind of just, the game is kind of gone by then. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll come on to Amdouni in a little bit because I was going to talk about the new lads a bit later on. Um, but did you notice any um, any sort of formation changes or anything a bit experimental, um, or or was it like we say, like was it just the same as last year in terms of the the formation and the setup? Um, which I think it was very much similar to last yeah. season. Um, only thing is because the Taylor was a left back, I don't think we could have really we couldn't do what we used mm. to do with Matson there as a kind of left inverted fullback. Yeah. So it kind of looked more like a, you know, it looked more like a fullback at times with Roberts kind of cutting inside to yeah. help with Cullen. So it's kind of like a three-two. So like Taylor, yeah, yeah. um, Daki Obeya with Cullen with. Uh, Roberts is kind of just roaming around yeah. similar to what we saw last year so that looked very, very much similar um, Brownhill that was alongside Cullen Brownhill was yeah. kind of just in the same let's say Goodmanson role that he played last year when he played in midfield that he was yeah. like another sort of attacker 
So it was largely just Colin in that midfield by himself with kind of Roberts helping out at times to just kind of build off on the back. Um, yeah. Very similar to what we saw last year. And um, Vitinho on the, on the right-hand side, it, it did look mm. a bit sort of lost at times. Like he, He's okay if you absolutely yeah. need him to go out wide, but he's not, when you compare Vitinho to like a Benson for example, it's, it's night and day when it comes to what they can do in the pitch. So, mm. yeah, uh, Vitinho, like he just, he, he did a job. He was just running around, yeah. but... Yeah, he didn't make any big mistakes, but in that first half, a lot was happening on that left hand side. Um, for, for the start of it, anyway. Yeah, that's good. Um, what were what the fitness levels look like? You know, it's it's not necessarily our first game. It's probably our I had to say fourth game. There's been a few behind closed doors fixtures out there for the first team. So was um, with fitness levels there, or do you still think there's a bit of a way to go? Or can, can we now justify that early start from company that? you know, caught so many headlines. I mean, for me, the second half looked quite tiring. I, yeah. I, I don't know if it's tired. Maybe the chat can help out here. That was, you know, like Ben, he was there. He can maybe help out with this. But for me, like the second half, it just, I can't really tell you much of what happened in that second half. Yeah. It's very much passing out from the back, but the center yeah. back's going back and forth. Not really. It really annoyed me because we didn't really pass the ball down um, yeah. side really at all. Like, I don't think it was really giving the ball like at all in the second half, which really annoyed yeah. me because he was so good in that first half. Um, we just kept going out to Vitinho. Then if, whenever Vitinho was gone, it was just in Townsend. And yeah, it felt kind of odd for me that it just felt really, it just felt like a preseason game. And of course it is a yeah. preseason game. I'm not going to say that was bad because, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, they'll get to minutes, but um, it, it wasn't the, I don't know if, if, if they're tired or if they're experimenting with things, but it, it yeah. just flew by that second half. That's yeah. the best way to really say it. Yeah, it was probably a big ramp up, really, from the first couple of pre-seasons we've had, because we've, I can't remember all we've played from the beginning, but like, I know it's not been as high a calibre as opposition as Genk, and like, they play, they've got a Champions League qualifier coming up, aren't they, soon? So yes. they're, they're probably, I would say, they're probably three to four weeks ahead of where we are in terms of pre-season. They would have to ramp up a bit sooner, and like I said, they've got a, season-defining fixture coming up soon. So um, it, it's probably a really good place to start that test and in, in, in get ready for the pre-season. And, and again, the, the remainder of these European fixtures are all really good level, good calibre opponents. So what, what do you see as taking out of these next sort of four or five fixtures? Four or five, four fixtures, three fixtures. Um, I, I think it's just consistency, really. Consistency yeah. in trying to get the players, especially the new boys, involved in the system and knowing what to do. You know, we we hear a lot with our new boys from last year, like Ekdar, for example, went mm. really into that it's all about new information, always new information about exactly yeah. what company wants to do and not just what he wants you to do, but why he wants you to do this as well. And yeah. I think with time and with experience, that is the best way to really get the most out of it. Now, for me, like... From what I saw, I felt like I saw some good signs. Foster looked sharp. Yeah. Um, so looked sharp. Bayer, fantastic. Cullen in the first half, I thought was really good. Second mm. half, I think that we just, he, he wasn't getting involved as much. Um, yeah. I, as you could tell, the second half just wasn't that great. I can't <laughs> yeah. really tell you too much about it, other than, I guess, how, how like Townsend Town yeah. did for a standpoint, of course, to like the Val Vegor situation yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, I thought Bayer was fantastic. Daki was well, but Bayer just were mm. more noticeable when it comes to like yeah. clearing out easy sort of scenarios at the back. Um, Roberts yeah. was, 
a bit sort of okay, and so was Taylor. They didn't do anything really wrong, just wasn't involved too much either for me. Um, yeah. But again, it's preseason. I'm not going to hold it really against them that much. No. You know, most people when they go into Genk, you know, for a preseason tour, you, you kind of go in there just to go away somewhere and burn yeah. the games just kind of thrown into it. So no one's going to be, no one was angry about anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's good. And like I say, like I said, it, they're just good challenges, aren't they? They're good sort of. It's probably a good way for company to sort of gauge where his players are at, pretty sharp, sharpish, really. Because like I say, the next few opponents are going to get a bit, you know, a bit increasingly better, and it's going to give us a really good gauge of where we're at and what we potentially need. Um, so we'll, we'll move on to then a couple of new recruits that that, that started that, that played the game. Sorry, so that, James Trafford did he look? Like he was sort of trying to sort of impress, or do you think he? Do you think that's just how he normally plays? Um, I mean, he looks he, he looks like he's you know he's a Man City academy product, so mm. he's very composed with the ball, and you could tell that immediately. So yeah. when it comes to him and the ball, you can kind of tell that he's got something about him, and he's easy, go back and forth, good on both feet, and when he had to when he had to clear it, he cleared it. Um, mm. I do in terms of being a goalkeeper. I didn't see really actually many shots being yeah. sent his way, I'll be honest. Um, I think I can maybe check the stats, but like, you know, um, the first one, again, as we've kind of already seen, it came out for a ball from the far post, which is kind of what you'd hope a keeper should get more mm. times than not. But, you know, 95% of the time they should get the ball and come out. He made a misjudgment. Maybe it's because he's just been on holiday for the last two weeks and he's just been yeah. thrown into a preseason game. I was quite surprised to see that um, Vigoro didn't start or Murich, mm. you know, because... Vigo's been here for like two, three weeks. I was surprised yeah. to see Trafford start. But yeah, I think he's, he's still a young lad and yeah. he looked quite composed of the ball for me. Um, but he did make yeah. two or three passes that did just kind of just fall straight to them. Yeah. Um, but I just hope that just with time, it's just kind of like, let's see yeah. how he gets back into it. Yeah, well, you sort of hope that, well, so it's probably pre-seasons for it. It's for making mistakes. It's for trying something. It's for altering your game slightly, see if it works, you know, see what's working, what isn't working. So hopefully by the time the season comes around and like I say, we still don't know who's going to be number one keeper. It's, it, it, for me, it's a toss up between Trafford and Murich. I personally think Murich deserves it, first of all, to start with and see how he gets on. But that's probably a whole different podcast for another day. But um, yeah. So yeah, I'm Dooney then. How, how did he look when he came on? I, I said that you're sort of our... We're relying on you because none of us back home got to see anything of the action. Yeah. Like the second half, it sounded dire on Twitter. That's how I gauged how bad the second half where the updates went from pretty frequent to like it was Scott Twine's had it. Scott Twine's had a, Scott Twine's had a shot. Oh, we've cleared was the ball pretty, away. That was, that was that <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I'm you're, being deadly serious. I, I yeah. Was, yeah. When Amdouni came on, I was quite surprised to see that he got something so late. Like this annoyed me, and I, I said this earlier, and Ben can confirm because he was there as well. I <laughs> yeah. think he had two touches match. I, I don't. Yeah. I can't even confirm he had two touches. Um, Fair enough. He got something for Twine, I believe, and um, like he was kind of like a second striker. So he he, he played as a ten with them. Yeah. Virgos coming on afterwards to play as a number yeah. nine. So if that may help anyone, then there's that that he got he got something in the Twine role, then the yeah, then the Foster role. So there's that. Um, but yeah, like. I wish I can tell you more about Amdouni because I was also hoping to see more of him. But unfortunately, yeah. um, I, I was surprised. I was really annoyed, really, because clearly you could tell by the first 10 minutes of the second half that not much was really changing. It kind of just yeah, continued yeah. how that first half kind of went on. And yeah, I was surprised to see just not more subs, you know, okay. because 
we brought on Mduni and Vegos, I think in like the 78th minute or something. Yeah. So like the last 10 minutes, it's preseason man, so it's been on a bit earlier. And like, yeah. you know, I think Ekdal was on the bench as well and McNally and yeah. whoever else just kind of just, I might as well give them a run out too because that stage yeah. game was just wanting something a bit different. And again, Genk, I believe they subbed on like their entire like second team as well. It was like nine subs at once yeah. around the state of the 70th minute. So when they did that, we still have pretty much our main 11. So yeah. I don't know if that's just to get like 90 minutes into like, so really for example, then next game, we'll give another 90 to someone else. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I wish I saw more of him. Yeah, that's fair. I'm sure like he's only been at the club, you know, not even a, a week yet, really. So he'll, um, well, I said this is the time for him to bed in and learn the system. But I think we'll know tomorrow how he's playing his sort of fitness cards, whether he, all the players that didn't start will start tomorrow and all the players that got less than sort of 40 minutes sort of will start, you know what I mean? And he'll, he'll go down that route of alternating and stuff. So we'll, we'll know a bit more tomorrow what, what the selection is at the beginning. Um, um, oh yeah, Andros Townsend, the mysterious yeah. Andros Townsend, the player that we have signed, but haven't signed, yeah. but are playing for pre-season, but also no one's telling us that he's playing for playing in pre-season. Was... What, what was he about? What, what was going on with Andros? Well, we were in a square like during the day and just like randomly around like three o'clock or something, mm. just the entire squad, the entire club just starts walking past us, you know, like on like the far side, you know, near like one of the main buildings. So like everyone's buzzing, all kids running over photos, everywhere else. And then I just hear there's someone to scream out like, that's Townsend. And like, that's, you know, like just, we just found out like, oh, Townsend is here with us. Like we all knew yeah. that we were training, training. Yeah. Yeah. Know, thought, but we didn't actually know that if he actually, not gone for Barnfield, but like, I've, I don't know if he was actually like continuously still with us or not. He was there. Mm. So next thing you know, he's been the first subbed on. And it was really funny as there was a lad that also like, I think it was a drinking and he had no idea what was going on. So then he just, <laughs> he made a realization thing. Is that Andrew Townsend? And he just freaks out <laughs> thinking, I swear to God, that sounds like, yeah, he was there. I was like, what do you mean? Honestly, it blew people's minds at the time. Yeah. Um, he got subbed on and, um, you can kind of tell that he's not played football for like 13, 14 yeah. months. Like, I think he started off a bit slow, like trying to take a man on and was just a little bit just delayed. But I think near yeah. the end, you know, he had, he had one or two decent crosses in that he got he caught onto his left foot. And um, especially when Vegos got subbed on that, he crossed the ball in a bit more. And um, yeah. it's a cross into Vegos. So I think you knew that nothing happened from that really, um, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but yeah, you can kind of tell that he's not played football for 13, 14 months. He's had an ACL for all that time period, so I'm yeah. not really gonna hold that against him. You can't, you know, this is what pre-season friendlies are for. I was yeah. just a bit surprised to see that Townsend, a lad that's not actually been signed yet, yeah, it was the first person on the pitch. It makes me think that surely Townsend, we must be thinking about confirming him or signing him because you know, we must be yeah. quite convinced, convinced to see him play. So. We'd may, you'd yeah. may even think that he's actually already signed. It's just not been announced. It, it might just be one of them Perhaps. where Andros doesn't want to kick up a stink. He's just, yeah, I'll sign. Just leave it at that. I don't want a video. I don't want anything like this. I'll just sign and call it that. And then they'll just probably put an article out in three weeks' time and go, oh, yeah, we got Andros Townsend, by the way. But um, it, it was strange, like I say, it was strange to see Andros have some impact input on the game, but not Redmond, who we'd actually signed. And he, for me, is... The player that Andros Townsend should be, you know, and he should be that experienced head on the pitch in a preseason friendly, getting the minutes in while he can. But I guess Redmond literally even... just arrived the day before, so yeah, that's the reason. I don't, I don't know if there's any sort of registration reasons. I don't know. Yeah, possibly. Um, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good but point. Um, 
people saying in the chat, like, I don't know why we signed both Redmond and also Townsend. I mean, you know, experience down wing, so that's what we need. And, yeah. you know, that means that that's Redmond, Townsend, Zeroi, Benson, and, and, and Goodmanson. And I guess if you want to throw on Fatino, I guess you can. That's a lot of yeah. depth there now. And I think that experience is useful. Now, I really I really like Redmond. I really think that's mm. a good signing. I, I think it's a great signing. In, in more detail, but yeah. I, I don't mind Townsend at all. I think he's a good player. The only thing yeah. is, He's not played for 13 months from no. ACL. So if yeah. the club th- thinks that he's up to it, then that's yeah. fair. I think we'll see him sort of, especially at the beginning of the season, coming in and towards the back end of games and using his knowledge and experience just to sort of coax the younger players through big games, especially if we're in front and stuff like that, or we need an equaliser or we you know, we need a winner or whatever. I think I think he's gonna prove his worth there. But like with Redmond, I thought he was like 35, because I feel like he's been around for yeah, years. Yeah. He's like he's like the new Theo Walcott for me. I thought he'd been around for so long, and then to find out he's only twenty nine and he's free, I was like, that is probably one of the easiest bits of transfer business we could do this summer, minus signing Nathan Teller. But you know, like something of that, a player of that quality, that experience, is just a no brainer for me. And I think anyone doubting the signing, I think should probably look back at Redmond's career and see how much of an impactful player he is. Yeah, I think Redmond is very good for yeah. me. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how he you know, how he does for us. And again, like on a free, can, can you really complain about selling a lad that's got no. how many how many games in Premier League? Oh, like Town said, like I think it's almost two hundred now. Kind of yeah. free. Can can you really complain? I don't think so. So no, not at me. all. Right, we'll get the Dutch elephant out of the in the room out of the way. Um, Vegost, Valt Vegost. Um, He's just a. He's just an. I don't know what how to describe him. He's just got a, a world of news surrounding him at the minute. Everything he seems to do seems to create headlines within the Burnley sphere. Um, so, so talk to me what happened then. I, I, there was reports of booing, chanting. Was this happening before the game, during the game, while he was warming up, or when he came on? What what sort of went on with Vout? Right. Um, I mean, by the way. After the game, I didn't go on Twitter. Like, I, so I don't really know how dramatized people have made it. Maybe yeah. people have said further things that's, that I don't know. Um, so it's one thing to also highlight as well. So before the game, as I mentioned, that the entire squad was walking mm. in the center. Um, when they all walked past, everyone thought that they've walked past. It's all good to go. You know, oh, they've gone. Everyone's walking back to their seats. Next thing you know, you, you look back around. And there's just one really big, big tall man also walking <laughs> alongside as well. And it's Val Vegos. So the entire squad all walking past. And then about a minute later, you know, a good distance behind the rest of the pack is Val Vegos with like, you know, some, some, some staff members, mm-hmm. like two or three staff members as well. And I don't know, like that could just be maybe he talked to someone in Dutch because, you know, they speak Dutch yeah. over there. That could be reason that maybe got caught up by someone. Maybe that could be true, but that's something mm-hmm. that some fans could have saw and they could have felt like he is clearly not part of the group, like he's not yeah. associating with the group. So that's what some fans that they saw and they could have read it that way. Of course, yeah. it could have been as well the other side that he's in a Dutch-speaking country, maybe got caught by a fan speaking Dutch and that yeah. he went to sport, sport to someone. Maybe that could be true too, but that's what fans saw. So maybe that could have riled up some fans thinking that he clearly doesn't think he's part of the club. That right. could be a thing. So then game went on, completely normal. Then Vegos was on the sideline. And then I don't know how many people think was booing him. 
you know, out of the 250 United fans, I was there in a way. And I would say from a number like about 50 to like 75, about 50, nearly a third of the fans were like booing yeah. or doing wanker chants, your Val Vegas yeah. is a wanker, wanker, or just wanker chants, whatever else, or just kind of just giving abuse, just shouting. So I want to say nearly maybe a third, 50 of the away mm. end, probably just shouting and being negative towards him. And like another like 50 was just clapping. I was clapping because yeah. my thoughts on it is that if you're a Burnley player, you wear the clown blue shirt, you wear our colors, you wear a badge, then simply put, I will, I will back you because our success as a football club is reliant on you putting a ball in the back of God down yeah. there. Simple as that. And if you're being booed, then I don't think that helps anyone in this situation. I don't think it helps the player. I don't think it helps the players. I don't think it helps no. anyone. I think it's negativity put on the, put on the pitch, which is probably a distraction. If you like it or not, that is a distraction. Mm. And I think that it, I just don't think it, I think it's wasted energy personally. Yeah. So people may say, I have the right to do what I want. I pay my money. I do what I want. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You do exercise your free rights, you know, exercise your free right for a special, whatever else. Yeah. But like, I just think that it's just, it serves no purpose. So yeah. I want to say about 50 or so, booed, had one good chance. And then when he got subbed on, then each um, touch he had on the ball, there was also yeah. like a few boos too, not that loud, right. like 50 or 10, 15. Yeah. Maybe like a comical sense. It's like, boo. Like, it's, almost, it's like it's a theater. Like, it felt yeah. almost like it was like a meme. So, I like, just boo every, every touch that you did. Um, yeah. The first, like, I don't know, five or ten touches he had. And then that was really it. I, I, I don't yeah. think that, I don't think at the end of the game, I don't think there was anything happening there. There was no booze yeah. or anything that's far as I'm aware. I mean, I was there, but I, I didn't notice that. So, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's as bad. It wasn't the entire way end, but no. it was definitely noticeable that they would have all heard. And for me, when it happened, I I I looked away for like a second. Mm. It, it made me cringe because I, I I don't like the idea of booing your own players. And my only response is to someone that will want to boo their own players. If you really haven't got that opinion, then please please wait to the end of the game. Then yeah. and then what? Then it doesn't it doesn't impact the game. If you really want to boo someone, yeah. call them a wanker. At least do it at the end of the game. So then it doesn't impact yeah. it. That's just my thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you're, you know, like Ben for example, he was someone that was also being quite negative, negative to him as well. Hmm. I'm still friends with him. I don't think he's a bad person, but I just disagree with him. And you yeah. know, I think with this entire debate, to always be hmm. respectful to one another. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, the, the the vault sort of debate rages on still. You know, it's been going on quite a while. Um, I mean, I, I am of the opinion that I don't really want him at the club I don't think he fits into what we want to try and do I don't think he's got the ability that he thinks he's got but again that's a whole different just sort of like podcast you know but we're not going to get into a wild debate but I said on on Twitter myself that regardless of whether you're in vout out or vout in it's you don't boo him while he's wearing the shirt like you know give him stick after the game, you know, when he's on his way to the car, you know, like not obviously as long as it's not you know physical and you know not too far because I see like you know, you've got the Harry Maguire situation that's getting quite awkward, uncomfortable for me now. Um, you know, you, you, you're allowed to voice your opinions on a player. It, it's fair, but I think booing him while he's trying to get ready for a season that at this current time he's going to be playing with us. Now, that might change in a few weeks. We don't know. It's going to have a negative impact, not just on him, but on probably company's decision to pick him if he thinks he needs him and the teammates around him. Like, 
it might sound really petty and trivial, trivial, but are they going to want to pass the ball to him if they know that he's just going to get a barrage of 5,000 boos at the turf? You know, it, it's it's going to affect not just him, it's going to affect other players. And I just think it's anti, anti-productive, anti you know, if that's the correct phrase. It's, you know, it's anti-productive of what we're trying to do, which is build a, team, a cohesive team. Um, now, if that the only way to resolve that is Valt moves on, then I'm sure it's the cogs are probably already in motion. If not, and he's going to stay with us, then I think we need to just back him and let him have a crack at it. You know, like, yeah, he's, he went in whatever, he went in a bit of a cloud and he probably shouldn't have spoken out on, you know, stuff got lost in translation. He probably just should have left as the agreement that he says he has with Alan Pace had, you know, it came to fruition. But by opening his mouth, it's created this debate, it's created this animosity between the fans and Valt and it, it I think now we just now need to accept that he's back. He's going to play for however long. Let's just back him because he's in a Burnley shirt. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even when I when I was speaking, I didn't even mention his name once because for me, it's yeah. as simple as you are a Burnley player. He wears a clown blue shirt. He wears our badge. Therefore, I, I back him. I'm pretty yeah. simple of that. I'm pretty black and white with yeah, that. Yeah. I I do not agree with booing your own players. If you want yeah. to do it, then that's your own choice. But I disagree. You know, yeah. we had something similar like Dwight McNeil, I think, at home to Chelsea. People were booing him, and I again was yeah. like, that literally serves no nothing good will ever yeah. come to booing your own players. Nothing good. Yeah. Nothing, I, I don't know why people do it, but I guess people uh, have got frustrations and they want to let it out, and that's that's their own choice. Um, yeah. Again, when it comes to actually, what do I want their goals to stay or not? Like, if, if company wants him, I back him. Mm. However, you know, I think... The thing that I, I the thing I don't want is that I just don't want this to be a continuous thing that Burnley no, no. fans are going out to see about, and it's just wasted energy again. We should yeah. be talking about the transfers. We should be talking about how do you think we're going to do. We should be excited. Yeah. We should be positive. And this is not. And yeah. I would like to talk about good things about yeah. that club because yeah. we are in a very very exciting part of our yeah. um, transition right now as as a as a football club as a fan base. It's very exciting. I think what is it like eight home games have already sold out already yeah yeah that's amazing so like i, I don't want this to, be, to become a continuous no. thing so for the sake of that part of me just kind of i don't want vegos to leave it because i think he's an awful person awful player but mm. i think it's just i can't be asked for this for the entire year so yeah just if we get a bid of like five six seven million euro from some bundesliga yeah. team then i think that best service both parties i think their goals yeah. will want it and i mean alan pace was there he was there in genki heard it so i think he mm. um, is very well aware of the situation as well yeah yeah alan pace is quite clued up with fan feeling and fanning you know fan sort of thoughts i don't think he's going to be oblivious to the situation i think it probably will make help make his some sort of a decision anyway but like i said if company wants him i'll back company and the team i know i'm not bothered about you know, necessarily backing Val. If he starts scoring goals, you'll probably see me with Egos 13 not backing my shirt. But that's a different um, different debate to have about jumping ships too quickly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, instead of talking about Val as a negative, we'll just move on to transfers there. Potential signings. We've had a bit mm-hmm. of news over the past few days. Uh, I'm just flicking through to some of the news that we had. First one was uh, we've had a fourth bid rejected for Jack Clark. I feel like this is now becoming another... Nathan Teller saga that we just keep coming back with the same offer and they keep re- rejecting the same offer. But do you think that Jack Clark from Sunderland is worth pursuing like we are doing? Or I find it a strange one, really. Like if yeah. you want to go for a winger, I think most Burnley fans would say 
give me Teller or give me Trezor. And that's the two. That's two. Or Amad Amadial on loan. Yeah. Really good. I think, but sadly, he just got injured. But yeah, you it know, look good. That does it. <laughs> when, when, when it. When it comes to Clark, like, I mean, you know, whatever the club one makes their decisions, then I yeah. back it. But I don't know. Like that same money. How far apart is that away from buying a Teller? I don't yeah. think it's too many million away. So I just think just go for Teller, man. At this stage, yeah. please. I've, I've, really I've, really good, but yeah, like, I'm just kind of like I kind of enough. I kind of feel like this is just yeah wasting time at this stage. I know, yeah. I I think I do wonder if we're sort of playing some mind games and throwing some bids for similar players to sort of force Southampton's hand to say, look, you ain't gonna sell him at all. You're not gonna get any money in off him, and you're gonna have a player that probably isn't gonna give you 100 at the beginning of the season, is he? So there might just be a bit of mind games, a bit of you know tossing and turning and saying, look, right, we're going to look elsewhere and we're going to put our money in that, you know, that player and leave you with Teller sort of thing. Um, it's the Wild West, in it, the transfers, and they all sort of play games with each other and whatnot. So you mentioned uh, Trezor there, so the, 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 the other bit of news that we've got is that the interest from us is stepping up with Trezor and it's now looking like between us and Fulham that are going to sign him. He has re rejected a pre another Premier League side that's supposedly Crystal Palace. Um, how did sort of Trezor look when he was playing yesterday? Did he did he look like a player we'd, we'd need? Or was it, again, a bit hard to tell because it was a pre-season? Um, I mean, it looked like he's definitely got a few, moves, uh, a, a, a few mm. moves. You know, he was at times just kind of just having fun, just doing some step overs for the sake of it sometimes. Like when the ball was not in place, just having fun with the ball. I don't know if he's showing off or just bored. Um, but, I mean, he looked very, very smooth on the ball really good and um of course the first goal came from him you know with his yeah. movement and um had a, a good ball in the box that traffic couldn't make to and it got like a sort of pre-assist kind of thing because it was close to the line but yeah yeah i mean i thought it was pretty good and i would love to go get him i kind of made that clear online that i think yeah. Trezor would be a perfect player for the way that we play um only thing is that he is a, a right winger and that's why benson yeah. plays so you know i don't know how they and he can do both sides, you can imagine. Yeah. You know, all our players are kind of aiming to be versatile in that way. But he looked really good. And I really would um, be aiming to go for him if the money yeah. is right. And the club, we are weighing our options of seeing what we would like to go for more. So, I don't know. Yeah. When it comes to that, we need a winger. And we definitely yeah. need a centre mid, like a number eight. We yeah. need that, definitely. Yeah, I agree with the centre mid. It sort of has gone a little bit quiet with centre mid links. We seem to be linked with a lot of attacking players now. Now, our obsession with every goalkeeper and every centre off this side of Europe <laughs> has died down now. I think we're uh, one of them that is due to be announced, we believe, any minute now is Luca Coleosho. I'm butchered that name. The Italian from, lad. Yes. Yeah, the Italian young lad. The Italian lad. The Italian lad, yeah. So whether that's one to bring in, to put him in the 21s, be a sort of bridge between the first team and the under 20s I'm not sure but from what I've seen online on like I'm purely judging off some Twitter goals he seems to basically love doing a Benson as now we call it down the wing wait for the overlap cut in and whip it in the bottom corner or the top corner um, so he looks an exciting one from is it Espanol? I think it was um, yeah I think it's Espanol. I'm probably wrong I believe so yes uh, so that, that's that's an exciting one again another young exciting European talent um, again, looks like a common theme. That's what companies trying to do. He's trying to assemble sort of the best under twenty-two players across Europe. Yeah, and I mean, give us. If you've played football manager, you know exactly what's going on here. 
You know, yeah. you know what's going on there. You've you just go on to like under twenty one like sort of championships and yeah. then look at human tournament and just kind of go just scout buy them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then just under nineteens, European championships, okay. Um just select, select them all, scout all. And then that's pretty much what we're doing, it, it feels like. And it's really good to see. It's nice to see yeah. this new type of recruitment. We all we all knew this was coming and um I where I can see him being played. I don't know if he'd be a sort of like Luke McNally type of, type of player that he yeah. needs to be sort of in there for the first half of the year and then yeah. loaned out. I don't know what may happen, but he's still young for three million yeah. euro. Be pretty good. Yeah, it's a good, good signing. Uh, we've had an outgoing today as well. Bailey Peacock Farrell has got uh, a season long loan to our house. <laughs> sounds like um, sounds like a madness song, that doesn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's a good move for him. I think he was increasingly being pushed out of the picture, um, which I think is a bit of a shame because I thought the games he did play last year, he had a decent cup run with us and I don't think he looked too bad. I know he's sort of, again, one of these devi divisive figures, especially on Twitter amongst fans that a lot of people call him biscuit wrists or whatever and they throw some abuse at him. But I didn't think he was too bad of a second or third choice keeper going forward. But like I say, we've we've brought in a lot of keepers, we've a couple of keepers, so it's a good move all round, I think, for Peacock Farrell there. Yeah, I think that he's a good player. I mean, I think that he's just a decent sort of backup player and... In his first team football, I'm surprised that he really stayed on last year, to be fair. But he was yeah. decent when needed. He played a good amount of minutes as well at the end of the year. So, yeah, yeah I hope it as well. I kind of wish it was a permanent signing. You know, I, wish, I wish we got a bit actual money for him because I think he's going on the free yeah. this year. So, yeah, other than that, it's um, just I wish him well, pretty much. There's not much to really say about that, really. No, no. Um, we'll just mop up uh, a few bits of other news as well. I've been told on Twitter and in the chat as well that tickets... Um, apparently, there's no tickets at the stadium for the Benfica game at all. So, oh no, tomorrow. Sorry, against uh, yeah, but against Benfica. Sorry, yeah. There's no tickets at all at the stadium. So, if you're going to make your way there to try and get tickets, don't try. I don't know any more clarification on what people are saying there, but apparently, there's no tickets at the stadium. So, don't try. If you've travelled all that way, you might have to do it online. Um, but if I find any more info, I'll get it tweeted out this evening, um, and. The Real Betis game on the 28th is being streamed on Clarets Plus, so that's if you nice. want to go and get... Okay. Yeah, that's a good... We we, we, think we deserve to see at least one pre-season game. I know it's been quite secretive and hush-hush, but I think we should get the chance to see us in action at least once before the new season, so that'll be good to watch. So we might try and do a watch-along on Turfcast. We'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, no, really exciting couple of games for us here. I see like the lads have landed in Portugal... Sunny, everyone's having a good time. There is an absolute glorious picture of Anas Zaruri on the Burnley Twitter. I don't know if you've seen oh, it. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. It yeah. is fantastic. It is, it, yeah, let's keep looking at it. I'm slightly distracted by it. But, <laughs> but yeah. Um, we do, we'll we do thing. need like a, a centre mid at this stage. Like, yeah. We're looking at what we need for what we need for the start of the year. Like where Brano played is at number that eight, but he played a lot more attacking wise. We just yeah. felt very lost in the, in the midfield. And like we're calling there alone is not enough mm. for me. So we need. Yeah. I know, I'm not surprised to see Twine playing that kind of Brownhill role. So I don't know if that's something that's something I'm going to look at for this, you know, for the season. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's only a friendly, right? We've probably yeah. not got that many good sentiment options right now. So we need to look into that area completely. And if it's Harmer, then great. If it's Laconga, yeah. then great. 
But, you know, like Amdouni, he came from literally nothing. So there could be yeah. something in the works right now that we have no idea of. So, yeah. you know, like we, we, got, we kept like being really close to really anything. And then we got just Redmond and then yeah. um, Amdouni and then um, Trafford. Uh, Trafford's like known for a little bit, but that was just kind yeah. of back to back to back boom. So yeah. I don't think there's anything to really worry no. about, about no. that. There's, there's a common theme with the transfers. Well, every time the player signs, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've been waiting to get this announced for like two months now because Vince has been on the phone to me every day for the past two months. You know, like, yeah, Vince is obviously, that's, that's yeah, yeah, he's working his magic. Like, he's obviously out chasing the players. He's like almost become a recruitment agency at the minute now, just belling people all the time and just saying, come and join us, come work, come do what, you know, come join the plan, come join the project. So I have no worries. I think last summer we had a phenomenal summer. We had a de- you know we had a decent January as well. I have full confidence in this summer's transfer window, and for the first time in a long while, I've stopped worrying about the transfers. There's that many links now. I've just sort of stopped worrying about them and just know that they're going to bring players in. Whereas previous years, it is, oh god, we've not signed anyone. There's three weeks left. Oh god, we've not signed anyone. There's two weeks left. Yeah, oh it, shit, Dale Stevens is here. <laughs> like, <laughs> so. It's a nice change from the Chris Borden days of literally yeah. one and deadline day. Like anything is like. Nope, stand down. And, and then it's just <laughs> yeah. like two out. And I think one time it was like literally like the entire day. And it was like, nope, not stand up. Not yeah. do. I am not standing down yet. Nope, something's still happening. And it was like half an hour before the the, the window closed. And it was like, yeah. we got a, a, a lawny going out to, to Barnsley. And it's like, yeah. now stand down. And that was like one of the worst days of my life, honestly. I thought, yeah. I think like Barkley on lawn was possible. It was like, I was lawned out. Um, Something like Bobby Thomas or something like that yeah. to, to Barnsley. It's like, cheers, Chris. But yeah, yeah I, I feel bad for Chris Borden because he literally left at the, you know, when things got excited. <laughs> I know, he was yeah. There for all those years. And now when he gets exciting, he's he's now doing better things now. So I know. Well. Yeah, that's good you mentioned Bobby Thomas. Well, he's obviously left to go Coventry. Does that sort of help sweeten the deal with um, Hamer coming in? Is that part of the deal, do you think? Or is it completely irrelevant? I don't know. Do you think that'll play any um, have an impact on that you would like to think so you would like to yeah. think that that could maybe have some sort of um, leverage in, in some way but you know i mean i had some fans asking me about you know how do i think about bobby thomas i'm like i've, I've barely seen him play I, yeah I, I think he's okay i think he did he did a decent job at barnsley yeah so it was a barnsley right he was yeah he was year, yeah be sure of yeah. it so over to that like you know for two mil I, I think that's okay we don't really get much in terms of um value back from our, our younger players in recent years so i think that's one of the first ones in a while that we had like some actual money being brought in other than like yeah got dwight Manu, of course and like jared decades ago um it's nice to get some sort of money back from some of our academy players yeah for those watching my um my life just died so that's why I went into darkness for a moment. There. That's fine. <laughs> went to pitch black. Yeah, Bobby Thomas was good. He was he was good on loan wherever he went. Apparently, so it just seems a bit of a obvious move to ship him out. He's not going to get as much game time. Might as well get in, get some money in for him, and again, hopefully, it sweetens the Hamer deal. So, um, in your brief words, then give us your hopes and aspirations for the next for the upcoming season, and then we'll wrap it up. I mean, right now I'm still very much hopeful. I'm not really taking mm. anything from that game and thinking that makes a big difference because, again, it's just a friendly game and that's probably the reason why they've not made any games beforehand visible because mm. they don't want fans to... Even though we won each game, you don't want anyone to like think about it too much and to overthink things. Um, yeah. I still think that with our squad, with the momentum that we have, the way that we play, 
they have some great players and I've, I've got a great manager that's not naive too. I'm seeing some people that you know, haven't really watched Burnley at all think, oh, but you can't play the way that you play in championship, the, just attacking style and do yeah. it in the Premier League. It's like, well, you know what? That's good. You know what's really good? It's a good thing we have a manager that has played in the league for 10 years yeah. plus and won it a bunch of times. He knows what the league is about. So yeah. I don't, and he's also not a stupid person too. I swear he's got like, I swear he can speak 18,000 languages. Yeah, he's a smart man. So I think with that alone, I think that I'm hoping 14th, 15th, I don't want to be too biased. Yeah, I like to think I'm quite, you know, sensible when it comes to Burnley and, you know, my thoughts online. But I think 14th, 15th, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Um, there's some good teams. You know, last year we had teams like Leicester going down with, you know, Harvey Barnes and James Madison, Jamie Vardy, Tielemans, good mm. players. So there's yeah. no guarantee. But I think 14th, and I think we're going to have an absolute buzzing time of it. I think we're going to get, I think, a, we I think we'll beat City. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. But like the best time to play a big team yeah. is the first, you know, the first few games. And it's first game yeah. under lights, first game of the season. Hmm. No, it just it just feels good to me. Feels good. We, we have like a really weird record against playing. If we play the champions in our first game of the season, we beat them. Like every time it's happened, I think the first we beat United, we beat Chelsea, we beat well, Leicester. I think so. Yeah, I think I'll have to double. I'll double check it. I'm sure someone tweeted that. Or it I love went, that or if everyone we... thinks of our first game in that um, all nine ten of, of like. Yeah, like, no, it all... wasn't. We lost. We lost. Um, yeah, yeah. You know that was our first game, but everyone just completely forgets yeah. that even happened. It's like that's fair. That's fair. I remember going to that game, and obviously, like the first, we were all everyone was just like mad. This is like mental. Burnley in the Premier League. Like now we're a little bit more used to it, but back then it was just ridiculous, and we were just like, ah, whatever is what it is. And I remember going to that game and then walking away, going, "We've just got beat two 0 off Stoke. Like this is bullshit. <laughs> this is not. This yeah, is I, not I what we signed up for." I try to look back in the 9 10 year and like, there's barely like, anything online. It's so bad. My camera's just died here, so I do apologize. I think yeah. it's still working. But like, there's, <laughs> I think it's like six games online. You got to try to find it. It's so bad. Like, yeah. and, and they're all over. I, mean, I swear we lost to like City, like 6-0, 6 1 at home, I think. And like, yeah. we were 4 0 down in the first 20 minutes. I looked yeah. that back up. It's like, oh God, that was so bad. I was there, but I, I forgot how bad it was. I think Liverpool was like a 5 0 as well. <laughs> I think Yossi Ben Ayu's got a hat trick or something, or Brace, something yeah. dumb like that. I know. Yeah, that was a fun year. I know. I remember watching Patrick Vieira play for City and just being in absolute awe of the man. Like, even though he was playing just against us, but he was just like light years away from what we could play at. And he, he was just, I just, my probably one of the only few memories of that season was watching him absolutely demolish us. So, well, anyway, like your camera, we will end it there. Um, I appreciate your time. Liam, I really do. Um, again, belated happy birthday to you. And oh, are you back on now? He's plugged yeah, his camera. There we go. <laughs> yeah, so we'll start wrapping up. So yeah, I say I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on. We always love having you on Turfcast, mate. And we hope to see you on throughout the season, chatting about us pumping teams left, right, and centre again. Um, and yeah, yeah. Any anything you want to add before you go? Anything you want to plug? Any want to push anything? Get it out there while you can. Nah, nothing to push here. Just um, <laughs> not literally just with a burn. We're, yeah. Uh, right now we're in a a very important time of like our our club, the transition of yeah. it, and it's very exciting. And that's the main thing that 
with this entire Vegas thing or whatever people want to argue about, just keep in mind that we're back in Premier League and we're doing it under a very exciting, talented manager with some great players. Yeah. And we're going to see the likes of an attack of, you know, Zerubi on one side and Benson. Yeah. It's going to be absolutely world-class. So I cannot wait to see it all off again. And yeah. um, literally, that's it. Like, we're going to win the Premier League. There you go. <laughs> there you go. End. Wrap it up there. Right. Nice one. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for your comments. Um, didn't get through most of them, but you just keep flooding them in. So I can't keep up with them all as we're chatting away. So I do appreciate it. We'll hopefully have uh, another video going out in the week um, with some more transfer news, hopefully. And we will be launching our spaces on Twitter on Friday nights. Um, it's going to be a bit of a Friday night social thing, pretty casual, everyone can jump in. I'm sure you'll hear Liam's voice in that. He's pretty, pretty on it in the spaces category on Twitter. So, yeah, jump on Twitter where you can. Keep following us, keep sharing, keep liking, because we're flying at the minute. We know we're well over 10,000 now. We're absolutely massive, um, like Burnley are. We're absolutely, absolutely massive. So, cheers for watching, guys. And, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute, all your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.